Hey, what's going on? You're listening to another episode of the Women for Greatness podcast. This is episode 41, and the voice, the noise in your ears as you're washing dishes or as you're going on your walk. Hi, I'm Serena. I created this podcast in order to motivate and inspire women to chase greatness in their own way. So what greatness looks like for you, that could be opening a business and selling things, or that could be just expressing your art and being the beautiful artist. Greatness is different for everybody and her greatness might not look like your greatness. So thank you for taking the time to join with me for this episode. Today I get to share my amazing friend, Amanda. Amanda is a financial whiz. In this episode, it's titled, Get Your Money Together sister. So, so many times we don't want to talk about money or we ignore the problem of money and it can cause a lot of tension and stress. In this episode, we really talk about why does that happen? What's going on? You can learn about what kind of saver or spender you are. In this episode, we cover how do you budget? How do you keep a budget? And we also mention the questions that you should ask your boyfriend before getting married. This episode is really fun to record. I think it's so important to talk about finances and to talk about money because as a powerful woman, you don't want to be in the position where you don't have any. This interview was so beneficial and I know you're going to love it. If you're listening to this and loving it, take a screenshot and post it on your Insta story. I'd love to see who's listening, what's going on, and I would love to follow you on Instagram. So take a screenshot and put this up on your Insta story because I want to see what's going on. Okay, so I will not jibber jabber any longer. We're going to hop into episode 41 with Amanda DiGiacomo. So today I have Amanda here. Amanda, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> uh, oh, loaded question. <laughs> now, my name is um, Amanda and I just recently launched Atlas Financial Solutions, which is a local bookkeeping firm that just helps small businesses um, clean up QuickBooks, help with payroll, help with sales tax. Mm-hmm. And I also partner with CPAs and enrolled agents in the area to help with tax strategies and tax returns as well. Mm-hmm. So you started your business in January, right? I did, yes. Okay, so what was your journey like before that? Like what what were you doing? How did you get to where you are? And why did you choose this, this specific? Yeah, yeah. So in my undergrad, I worked as a server and also worked part-time helping a property management and construction firm kind of doing their just regular bookkeeping data entry. Mm -hmm. And I went to CSUB and I graduated top of my class with an economics degree. And (laughs) I wasn't really sure what I was going to do after graduation. I ended up doing an asset analyst position where I worked and I just tried to create different databases to manage how they were going to do assets and analyze what they needed to do with assets that they need to invest more or just tracking all that. And I was like, oh, this is definitely something I didn't want to do. Construction firm that I worked for decided to give me a shot and have me work full time with them. So I came on as their controller, and I was doing all aspects of their finances. Mm-hmm. Um, and it start, so slowly started turning into, okay, what's some of the labor laws I need to know? And and then it quickly turned into, okay, she knows how to organize and manage, and she does really well. Let's give her more responsibility. So then they started training me a little bit on project management, which I, I was really good at and I liked, but I, just, I definitely wasn't passionate about it. I was coming in as 
okay, um, I don't know all this, but let me try to like get my, <laughs> my dip my foot. I didn't even know what a footer was to start with. And then I had to like do a crash course. Okay, what's a footer? What's rebar? Like what's mm-hmm. a weld look like? And so I decided that I wasn't really passionate about it, but I was really good at organizing, coordinating. So I really just stayed around the organization and coordinating mm-hmm. while still doing their finances. The owners decided that they were wanting to retire and they were like, oh, what, what should we do with the company? And it kind of triggered this, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and so I went home and I was speaking with uh, my long-term boyfriend. And I was like, well, what should I be doing? Like, what, what am I passionate about? Like, and the one thing that I knew that I really loved to do was be a part of the community and help other people. And I was already helping friends, giving them advice on how to start their own businesses, mm-hmm. the licenses they needed, the different stuff they can do within QuickBooks, what they needed to make sure they're tracking. And so I was kind of already doing it for free. Yeah. So my boyfriend was like, well, why don't you do that as a business? You know, you have the experience, you're passionate about it, and you love talking to other people. I think you can really do this. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Okay, let's do it. Were you and terrified? Or I was, what was your so first? scared. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, and I, a lot of self doubt happened. And I was like, do I really have the skills to do this? And it was like, well, I feel like there's an idea in my mind, at least. And I'm in your confidence course, actually, to kind of help me with this. Was like, well, I don't have an accounting degree. Like when they ask, like, what's your background? Oh, I have an economics degree. Yes, it's in the same industry, same thing as finance, and um, I can do a lot of just similar things as accounting. But I'm not a CPA, so like, mm-hmm. why would people choose me? So I had a lot of those thoughts when I was first starting. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend's like, it doesn't really matter. Like people believe you, they want to invest in you, and you do know what you're doing. Like so, he's like, you know the operations, you know they need the first aid. They, you know about the employee laws, you know about payroll, you know about these things, you can really benefit. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, we're going to go for it. So this year I just jumped right in yeah. and I went to the construction firm and they were like, well, we are retiring and we were thinking about, you know, letting go of a lot of employees anyways. And I was like, well, I'm going to do this career. And they're like, okay, well, we support you mm-hmm. and good luck with that. And I just ended up starting my job. Yeah. So. Well, and so... I have a few different things to talk about yeah. with that. But you basically hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Like, So how did you get your first client? Like, Where did they come from? Because you were like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm starting yeah. from when your boyfriend said then. And then now mm-hmm. it's March when we're recording this. And you're just like, I see you at all these events. And I see mm-hmm. you like talking to all these people. And you're growing your Instagram for your business. Like, yeah. how, What was the first thing that you did to get your business going? So the first thing I did in December before I even really launched the company was I knew a few local small business owners here in town Mm -hmm. um, that I either support already that I was going to. And I went to them and I was like, hey, I kind of see already your operations and kind of what you do. Do you mind if I can give you... Um, some free advice on like things you might be able to change and like look at it this way because I'm thinking of starting my own business and this is what I want to do and they're like yeah totally and so I sat down with um there's two different companies I sat down with them and they're like oh man yes like I didn't know any of this like yes like this is definitely something that we would need help in and Mm -hmm. is this what you're going to be doing and I'm like yes this is definitely what I'm going to be doing and they're like okay well when you start your business we'll sign up with you yeah 
So I already had like um, two close friends that were like, oh yes, we'll sign with you. And then the construction company that I was working for, they're not fully 100% retired. They definitely scaled down to very, very small group. I think he's by himself now. Mm -hmm. And he's just doing as is projects. And he's like, well, I still kind of need help with the finance and Mm -hmm. the invoicing. And you still do that for us through your business. And I was like, oh, I would love to because I'm already familiar with how their system works since I ran it. So um, so it kind of, I hit the ground running January with kind of three clients already, which I was very blessed to already have Mm -hmm. those three clients sign up and already have faith that I could do this. And so that kind of gave me the confidence that I needed like, oh man, this this is something I can do. So then I just kind of, one thing I did in my undergraduate was become really involved on campus, and I mm-hmm. knew that networking is key to anything. Mm-hmm. So I immediately signed myself up for any kind of networking event in town, and I just started going. And <laughs> How did you find them, or where did you see them? Facebook and Instagram, they have a lot of advertisements or like events like posted. Mm-hmm. I went to Babes in Business. They're a woman-based, women entrepreneur group in town. There's mm-hmm. boss ladies. There's also a NABA, which I'm a part of. I'm a member, which is the National Association of Women Business Owners. I just started there very small. And then, like, once you start networking, oh, hey, have you been to this event? Have mm-hmm. you been to this? And uh, I just started going to a lot of them. And next thing I know, I had people like, oh, well, I kind of need help with my bookkeeping. I need help with getting my documents ready for tax season. Like, can you help me? Yeah. And so I ended up signing a few more clients, and a lot of them were in the wedding industry. Mm-hmm. Most recently, I've been going to a lot of wedding industry That's smart. Um, events, yeah. <laughs> and it's been like wildfire with them. They're like, oh yeah, I need that help too. So it's been really awesome, but networking has been key, mm-hmm. for sure. So it's one thing to like hear about the event, and then to actually get yourself at the event. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I struggle with, I think, is when I'm at the event, and there's the people everywhere, and it's like, oh, I should talk to them, mm-hmm. or oh, I want to talk to them, but I'm like intimidated, you know, what, what's your mindset going into just networking events or what are some of the things you do or tell yourself to Mm -hmm. just kind of get in the right mindset? I think it's a great question because I feel like everybody's scared and it might seem like I'm such a very outgoing person, but it, it takes a lot for me too. But what I try to do is I try to follow their business or if they have like an individual page, mm-hmm. I try Beforehand. yeah, okay. I try to follow them on Instagram or Facebook and just to get to know the business and about them a little bit more. And then when I see them at an event and I kind of go up there and it might be really weird. But I'm like, <laughs> hey, I follow you on Instagram. You know, I'm Amanda from Atlas Financial Solutions. And I try to say something about their business or something about them that stuck out mm-hmm. and try to have that as a starting point. For example, TQW Designs. When I met her, I was like, oh, I really, really love your floral crowns that you do. And then it just kind of stemmed. I just brought something that they were passionate about Mm -hmm. to the forefront and let them talk about themselves. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's very scary and sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes (laughs) I'm like, oh man, I don't know. (laughs) I did terrible at that and they probably will uh, never follow me or contact me again. But I mean, sometimes (laughs) it really hits off and it's just getting over that nerve-wracking feeling of like okay well I'm putting myself out there what's if they don't like it and Mm -hmm. most of the time they're scared too at these networking events they don't know what to do they don't know what to say yeah and so if they kind of like when someone else is you know the yeah yeah, initiating so so one of the things that you said at the beginning was when you're first starting and 
listeners, this is for you. You wanted to offer your services for free or get a consultation mm -hmm. and basically work for free. Mm -hmm. And then you showed them, hey, I could provide you all this value. Like, did you notice this, this, and this? And mm -hmm. then they're like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. I think a lot of people want to get paid right away or, mm -hmm. you know, want, they're not refining their skills enough and they're not reaching out first to provide the value. Yeah. So I think that's really cool that you did that. Yeah, thank you. I, I did, when I was getting into the industry, I did hear like, oh, it's like $180 for a consultation yeah. for like a CPA or for um, somebody to come in and just look at your books or look at your company and kind of give you suggestions. And I really want the community to know that I'm there for them. And so I will sit down for you for an hour and I mm -hmm. will, you can ask me questions that you want and I will give you the advice and, and I hope that it does help your business, whether you sign with me or not. Mm -hmm. The whole purpose is to make everybody unified and empower them to grow their companies. Mm -hmm. If our community is growing and there's more money in the economy, then we all grow together. It isn't, it isn't just about me and me trying to get you know $80 out of that one hour from them. Yeah. And typically what happens is I spend that one hour and they can see that I care about them and they can see that I'm knowledgeable and they're like, oh, well, you know what? I do want to partner with you because you obviously, I do want to make, you know, money, but I'm not, my sole purpose isn't for a profit. It's to really help mm -hmm. and to really show people that I'm knowledgeable and I can be there for them. Yeah. Okay. So if you were to explain to like a third grader what you do, mm -hmm. how would you describe that? Like just super wow. basic. I mean, I would, have to, I would have to tell them that what I do is I try to protect my clients in the best way that I can and the most important ways that I can. And the most important way when you own a business is to make sure that your finances are all in a line. So I really just try to make sure that they're doing things the proper way. They're educated on the different labor laws and payroll laws that they have. Mm -hmm. And just making sure that they're aware of what their expenses are and how much income is coming in. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure a third grader would understand that. <laughs> totally, but <laughs> I think that's what I would say. Yeah. You help businesses not break the law yeah. <laughs> without them knowing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so hard for small businesses because you're trying to perfect what you're good at mm -hmm. and what you're passionate about. And every year, payroll laws, tax laws, they're, they're constantly changing. Who has time to be, you know, involved in looking at those all the time? And, like, there's laws that change every single month, every single year that employers just don't have time to know about. Mm -hmm. And like, I am passionate about, you know, learning those things and finding it and bringing it to my clients or bringing it to the public. Like, hey, did you guys know this? Like, yeah. I mean, April 1st on Monday, uh, sales tax is going up. If you're not following what's going on in the sales tax, mm -hmm. you're not going to know that it went up from 7.25% to 8.25% mm -hmm. in this area, you know? Yeah. So those, those are things that I'm passionate about and trying to help them and bring it to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So what, let's talk about money. What is one thing that you see like a common problem for people when mm -hmm. it comes to money? Like... Are they spending too much? Are they having mm. too much debt? Like, is there weird feelings when it comes to money? And how we were talking before the show, you're like, mm. not a lot of people want to talk about money, but mm. that's my entire business. So yeah. what am I supposed to, like, what do you think is the common feeling with money right now? It's so hard and um, people don't want to talk about it. And we were talking about a little bit earlier, especially if we focus on just women, for example, like they don't want to talk about money. There's a statistic out there that 60% of women rather talk about their death and preparing for death rather than preparing for 
talking about money mm-hmm. and where they're not talking about it and what's happening is there's so much debt there's so much credit card debt people aren't budgeting people aren't living within their means mm-hmm. and it, it's really um not beneficial to retirement when you get into that retirement age because now you have nothing saved up yeah um, i know some financial advisors that they advise that you should be saving at least a minimum 15 percent of your earnings every year mm-hmm. or monthly if you're going to be doing it monthly into a savings account or into a retirement plan and if you're not already thinking about that in your 20s yeah you're not going to be prepared when you hit retirement age mm-hmm. And we were talking about, for women specifically, it's really hard because you have your early adult stage in your life where you're not really thinking about retirement. Mm -hmm. You're not like, oh, that doesn't affect me. And then you go into your parenting stage where you might have to leave the workforce for a little while because you have children. And they do talk about this a lot in social media and in the media that like, yeah, women leave and there's the pay gap and you're not making as much and it's harder to get back to what you're earning because you left. Mm -hmm. And children do play um, a a big role in that. But they also don't talk about women are typically the ones who take care of elderly when your parents get sick. Mm -hmm. So not only like are you leaving the workforce for your children, but 10, 20, 15 years later, you're leaving again to take care of your elderly um, mm-hmm. community. Yeah. And then when you finally retire, you might be living off of your retirement that you and your husband might be doing together. But then he dies. <laughs> it, it's, there's a study that shows that women live longer than men. So now you have to be on your by yourself. Mm-hmm. And like women, we're not talking about this. We're not talking about, well, what am I going to be doing when I'm 80, 90 years old and I'm by myself? What money is there? Yeah. And I just feel like we need to have more role models. We need to be engaging with each other a lot more. Talk to your grandparents. Talk to your parents. Talk to your aunt and uncles. Hey, how did you invest? Did you have a pension? Did you do a 401k? Did you mm-hmm. do an IRA? Like, And just talk about how what they did, the advantages and disadvantages of what they did so that you can start. And you should always be starting at a young age. Even if it's $20 a month, mm-hmm. you should be doing something, putting it away. Yeah. I think right now, a lot of like young kids or like 20s late or early 20s, they're not looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to, oh, this is fun. Oh, Uber Eats. Yep. Oh, go out on like, you know, go out on Friday, whatever. But they're just not looking at it. So I think that's kind of the first problem when it comes to money. They're not even like, yeah. it's to the back burner, you know? It's so true. And you would think... I, you would think that because we have the apps on our phone, if we, you know our generation, everything's on the phone now, um, that we would be more in tuned in what's going in and out of our bank accounts, and we're not. Mm-hmm. No one is actually looking at their bank statements monthly and being like, oh, well, I spent this much on food, I spent this much on entertainment, I spent this much on utilities. Like they're not sitting down and you know, I'm gonna throw a little accounting word out there, reconciling their own accounts mm-hmm. to see what's going on and. It's a shame because you should be sitting down and looking monthly at your expenses and being like, okay, these are my essential bills. Yeah. These are things that I can cut back on. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, um, what you should be doing is collecting all your bank statements, credit card statements. Don't forget about Venmo, PayPal, because those are all <laughs> resources as well. And you should be making a list. Okay, here's all my income I had. Here's all my expenses. What What is uh, essential expense like rent or utilities that you cannot you have to pay Mm -hmm. okay put that in one column okay what is an expense that I can live without going to Starbucks three times a a week okay put that in in a different column yeah 
And you should be doing a ratio. How much is your essential expenses to your income? Mm -hmm. So say expenses is 70% of your income. That leaves you 30% of leisure spending, correct? Mm -hmm. Well, according to financial advisors, you should be putting at least 15% of that 30% away every month, Mm -hmm. leaving you only that 15% to have for Starbucks or for whatever leisure activity that you'd want to do. And people aren't talking about that. They're not sitting down. They're not budgeting. Mm -hmm. And I think it needs to start occurring more and more. There's many apps. There's the Mint. There's Acorns. Mm -hmm. There's so many different apps nowadays that it's right in our hands. We can be doing it. Yeah. So Ben and I use Mint, the app. And so he's through Kern Schools and I'm through Wells Fargo. And Mm -hmm. we just hadn't merged them because... We just hadn't. Yeah. But through the app, I really love that it shows both of our balances Mm -hmm. and you can see all the transactions from both of our cards. I guess like one of my main questions, because hearing this, I can see how people would feel overwhelmed by Mm -hmm. just all the stuff that either they don't know that they're doing wrong or they're just hearing about. I know a lot of girls probably don't know what some of the words, like, you know, they don't even think about a 401k or Mm -hmm. retirement. Like they're not thinking about that right now. Right. So like what's something that they could do now to budget or... Um, think about savings. Actually, let's just talk about budgeting okay. right now. What? How, how do you budget? So like, as I mentioned just a little bit, you can use an app like Mint mm-hmm. um, or you can just use Excel or a piece of paper and you would write down all the income you get for that month and all the expenses because you want to see where you're at. You need a starting point. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say, oh, I never go into a client, whether it's a business or I'm like helping a friend out with their personal budgeting. I never go in and be like, oh, you're doing everything wrong. We yeah. just want to see where you're starting at and where we can adjust and fix little things. And I never like to tell anybody, go cold turkey. So if, if you are going to Starbucks four <laughs> times a week, I'm never going to sit down and be like, stop. oh, you need to stop and never go to <laughs> Starbucks, only make home coffee. Like, you know, because sometimes that's that's your away time mm-hmm. you know whether you're married with kids or even if you're in a relationship sometimes you just need to go out and you need to do something and so I totally understand that and there needs to be some flexibility in your budget for that um, it just can't consume your budget so that's the first thing is knowing like how much you're paying for your utilities monthly how much are you paying in rent mm-hmm. how much are you paying for water and and just getting those essential necessity bills down how much you're paying for food Mm -hmm. I feel like it's getting a lot better with the health conscious movement but food is a huge expense Mm -hmm. um people don't meal prep or they don't even plan like okay this is what we're going to eat for the week we only buy this or they're eating out several times during the week which all that adds up Mm -hmm. that takes from your bottom line and that that takes away from your savings so if you are in your early 20s and you're like okay well I want to be more health conscious and I want to be more financially conscious, I would really just start taking some money every single month from your budget and putting some into the savings account. Mm -hmm. You don't need to immediately go get a 401k or an uh, IRA or Roth IRA or whatever have you. Just start putting some money away. Mm -hmm. So maybe have set yourself a goal. Okay, by the end of the year, I want to have this much in my savings account and then try to really stick to having that goal. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's like, okay, at the end of the year, I want to take a trip I need to save for up for that trip. I mean, give your give yourself a little incentive in the beginning to like, hey, I want to go do this. I, what do I need to do to save for that? So to Just, practice. Yeah, to practice. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting that reward because now you save the money. And now with retirement and saving for the future, it's kind of hard, especially I feel like our generation, we're very immediate award-based. We want that award right now. Mm-hmm. And with retirement, it's so hard because you're not <laughs> getting that reward for a long time. So like maybe, yeah, practice that way. Be like, oh, I want to take a trip to... 
Lake Tahoe with my friends in December to go see the snow. Okay, what do I need for that weekend? And start slowly putting it away in a savings account so you can slowly practice. This is how I can start budgeting and start saving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know um, there's an app and it like takes a percent out of each paycheck mm -hmm. and automatically puts it to a separate account for whatever you're mm -hmm. saving for. I'll put the app in the show notes. I don't know the name of it, but that would kind of be like a painless way to yeah. like get it. So once you have like your expenses for the essentials, like mm -hmm. your home or apartment or car or whatever, and then once you kind of like really look at, okay, this is my budget, this is the, the extra money that I have and save however much get used to saving like what do they do then just mm -hmm. stick with it is what <laughs> yeah i would um, i and i like how you bring up apps because there are there's stash and there's um vin vimvest is it's v-i-m-v-e-s-t it's a new one i think it's only available on apple right now but mm -hmm. i think they're working for android but those apps do help you save they take a portion out of your paycheck so it automatically saves and then they have capabilities where you can now invest that money mm -hmm. But yes, um, I would start off with something small like that and, and then I would continue, okay, well, now I want to plan. I know that um, I'm going to want to spend this much on a wedding one day or, or I know I'm going to want a house at this value or mm -hmm. I know I'm going to want my dream car at this value and put that as a real goal. And the confidence course that I'm working with you, you mentioned like a vision board. Okay, mm -hmm. if there's a car that's worth 30000 on your vision board, you know, start budgeting so you can have that down payment so you can, you can get that dream car mm -hmm. that you want. Um, and then the next step I have to say is when you do start making more income and you start getting into the higher income brackets, still make sure you're doing a proper ratio yes. of savings <laughs> to spending. Just because you're making more doesn't mean you should automatically go get that $30,000 mm -hmm. car. You should still be, if you were originally saying, oh, I'm only doing 15% of savings, maybe double that. Now do 30% of your savings mm -hmm. um, into savings. And, and you should be gradually changing how much you're saving as your income goes up. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things when people start making more, they just start spending more. Mm -hmm. And they're, even though they're making more, they're still financially in the same position as they were before. Yeah. Cause they're still, they still have the same amount of like loose money or like mm -hmm. play money, you know, exactly. cause they, they think, Oh, I got a raise. Oh, I'm going to buy a bigger house mm -hmm. or, Oh, I'm going to buy a newer car. And like for Ben and I, we grew up in the church, you know, we, mm -hmm. when we got married, we followed the Dave Ramsey study. Yes, I love you know? Dave Ramsey. Yes. He's all, um, for those of you who don't know Dave Ramsey, he's more traditional and he's very hardcore on no debt. Oh yes. He's. No credit cards, no cash debt, for everything. No credit, yeah, <laughs> cash for everything. Yeah. So we were like, okay. And um, one of the things, like, as Ben and I have started building our lives together and, you know, we're looking around because you, you look around at what your friends yeah. are doing and we notice, oh, this person just bought a crazy car. Like, mm -hmm. and then we go, like, I go, oh, I want a car like that. But then it's like, how do you know that they can afford yes. that? And how do you know if that's like causing more financial tension yes. on their relationship or, mm -hmm. you know, that maybe that gives them so much anxiety throughout the week to mm -hmm. make their car payment, yes. you know? And it's funny because when you start saving and when you live like within your means, mm -hmm. it's not normal. And people kind of look at you funny. Yeah. Like Ben, he bought like this rink-a-dink junker cars, a little Saturn mm -hmm. from his old boss. And he paid $2,000, you know, and just gave it cash. And he would drive this car and like when you would drive it, go ning, 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 ning. Like it would yeah. make a noise. And then he'd see his friends like in different cars. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, but we didn't have any debt, you know? Yeah. So it was like, 
What do you... Who's financially better? Yeah, and it's hard when you mm-hmm. see it like that. Yeah. Do you have any advice for oh my gosh. something like that? I struggle know? with this myself because, I mean, who doesn't? Look at so- social media is taking over everything, and all you see is the positivity yeah. uh, in social media. It's very hard. I feel like I have those um, thoughts through my mind sometime too, and... I'm, I fall out of Dave Ramsey's work and I graduated and I used my same car that I had from college and I actually didn't get a car, but mm-hmm. I didn't get one for three years after I graduated because I saved up money as much as I could to put as much as I could down mm-hmm. to make sure that I can afford this car where it wasn't going to hurt me financially and I was still going to be stable. Yeah. It's just so hard, especially trying to go the Dave Ramsey way because in this world, credit your credit score is everything. Yeah. If you want to rent, <laughs> you want to even get a house loan, you want to do anything, they're going to be looking at that. So you do, I do like to tell people stay away from credit card debt, mm-hmm. but you do kind of need it. You do at least need one credit card where you're paying off something so it shows that you have a history. Mm-hmm. That's really important. But it's really hard to stay within your means and live through that because you're always comparing yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, all financial advisors and anyone who does financial advising throughout their careers, they will tell you live within your means, Mm -hmm. you know, really sit down and know what your ratios are because you're right. Yeah. You spend what you get a raise, right? And you might've been at that ratio where you were 70% of your expenses to 30% leisure. Mm -hmm. Well, now when you got that raise, if you would have stayed at your fixed expenses, it might have went down to only 50% mm-hmm. instead of and the 70. 50% Exactly. Money. But yeah. what happens is they do go buy that car. They do go get that house and they extend themselves. So before, when you were in one situation, you had 70% of your expenses. And then you got a raise and you're like, oh, I should be fine. And um, that's going to reduce my expenses, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now because you added all that, now you might have 90%, 85% of your expenses. <laughs> so you're worse financially. So now you're worse financially off because now you don't have that much that you can do for leisure or or um, savings, mm-hmm. but you're still doing the leisure and you're still trying to save. Yeah. And so I, I do think it is something that we should be talking about and be more self-conscious about. And mm-hmm. I think we just need to get to the point and be comfortable with like, yeah, we are on our means and we can, we're going to have us ourselves set up in the future. And so that should bring you peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, one of the things when it comes to like budgeting and sticking to a weekly budget, I think one of the problems is you can kind of feel like trapped or restricted Mm -hmm. and then you have the urge to spend even more. Have you ever experienced something like that? Yes. It, yeah, it's it's so true. And that's why I was talking about earlier that I don't like telling my clients cold turkey, yeah. oh, we got to stop doing this because then you you will feel like that. And you're like, well, and then you'll end up going on a binge and you'll just like yeah, binge shop just or blow yeah, it. blow it. And so like, um, it just needs to be like anything in life needs to be moderation. Even when you're starting a new diet, when mm-hmm. I went on my new diet, it was like cold turkey, cut everything bad out of my life. It was in moderations. Mm-hmm. If you do things in moderations, it's then acceptable and you can stomach it and it's much better for you. Yeah. So with finances Mm -hmm. as well. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know, you just have to be very careful. Like don't, don't ever go back to Starbucks. Don't ever go on that trip to New Zealand, you know, but like plan for it and like, 
And it just, like I said, it gives you that instant gratification of reward, which we don't always get in life. Like, even in our careers, you're not instantly getting rewarded with, like, oh, here's a pat on the back. You did a good job. Mm -hmm. So, like, this is one way that you can get that instant reward. Yeah. Like, okay, hey, this third week every month is going to be date night week where we're going to, where we can spend some money on ourselves or Mm -hmm. where I can go get my nails done because I earned it. And, like, just save for those little moments and they will mean so much more. It's going to be a reward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, my next thing. I was going to ask you about was investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you invest in yourself? Did it take a while to get to the place where you feel good investing in yourself? What's that like for you personally? Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good question. I I believe I invest in myself in many ways, whether Mm -hmm. it's my time and like how I go and study for things or how Mm -hmm. I show up in the community and uh, or also like I would like to say paying myself. So Mm -hmm. through a savings, I've always been the risk adverse type person so I've always had money in my savings account and I've always put stuff away so do you feel more comfortable with money in the savings I do and it does stem from like my childhood and money and having money and having savings account is stability to me Mm -hmm. and money can mean so many different things to everybody yeah and one thing that I got a question the other day was like well what what would you advise a young couple or somebody married should they get separate bank accounts should they do this and it's so hard to it's it's an individual mm-hmm. answer like they have they have to know what money means to them they have to know what money means in the relationship what money means to their family how mm-hmm. their family spent money how their family spent money because what you saw is what you're going to do mm-hmm. or vice versa if your family always spent and they went over the top and they were always in debt mm-hmm. you might be a money miser because you're like you went the complete opposite way so really when you're with your spouse or you're or you're starting a relationship with somebody and you're about to move in you should really be talking about well, what does money mean to you what does investing in yourself what does mm-hmm. investing money what does saving look like what does spending look like because that that's going to be the best answer yeah yeah I know for us that didn't pop up until later until mm-hmm. after we had already like been married for like a year or something then yeah. it kind of I kind of realized oh we have different perspectives mm-hmm. on this, you know? Like, yeah. When you first meet someone, you're all Twitter-pated and you can't see anything else. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, we kind of see things a little bit differently. And yes. I think it's really interesting what you were talking about. You feel safe with money mm-hmm. being saved. What are the, like, are there different personality types when it comes to money? Like, what are the common... Yeah, there are. There's some people who, because they didn't have money, they can go like what I did, what I save, and mm-hmm. makes them feel safe. Or because they didn't have money, they want to spend their money and buy everything they can because they didn't have it. it. Or like we said about Instagram and social media, like they want that house, they want that car, and that's the only thing that they think is successful because that's what they were the raised on. Item. Yeah, the actual item. So they'll go and get into debt so they can have that. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. I work with a um, counselor in town called Sarah Thomas. She, she works at the Ascension Center and mm-hmm. she does um, couples therapy and it's amazing. She, she really sits down, especially if you're about to get married or you're about to move in. I would really give her a call because she makes you do a family tree, but it's not just a normal family tree of mm-hmm. like, oh, who's your grandparents, who's your aunt and uncles. She sits down and she goes, well, how did your family do their holidays? How did your family spend money? How did they handle money? How did they handle this situation? Mm-hmm. Who's divorced? Who's not divorced? And then she, you sit down and you compare both sides. And then you're like, okay, what do I want to keep from his family's Mm -hmm. traditions? What do I want to keep from my traditions? We need to now talk about how we're going to do spending. Who's going to pay the bills every month? 
Are you going to have a joint account to pay the bills? Are you going to have separate accounts? Mm -hmm. Like these are things that you should be talking about, but we don't talk about before we get in any relationship. Yeah. <laughs> People don't want to talk about it. Or even like with yourself, you should know yourself a little before you get into a relationship, well, how, what am I comfortable with? Am I comfortable with him paying all the bills? Do I want to pay all the bills? Mm -hmm. Especially with the independent movement, a lot of women, they want to pay their own bills and they want to have their own bank accounts because mm -hmm. they don't want to feel stuck. You know, and that's totally fine if, if they want that. But that's something you have to know before you go into anything. Mm -hmm. And you should be asking those financial questions to yourself. Yeah. So for young couples, you're mm -hmm. saying they need to talk about it. Oh, money is a, a huge thing they needed to be talking about. Because Sarah will say, like, oh, she'll ask, like, what, what's the common reasons why people get divorced? And people will say, oh, money, yeah. kids, religion. And she'll be like, no, you're wrong. And I'm like, wait, what? What? <laughs> like, what? I'm wrong? She's like... They're fighting because they're not talking about what those things actually mean. Like, what does money mean to you? Mm -hmm. What does saving mean to you? Is yeah. it stability? Is it, and why does it mean that way? And they're mm -hmm. not talking about their past. They're not, they're not communicating on what, why religion, what, why having their child baptized is so important versus it not being baptized. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're not talking about why it's important. They're just arguing because they want their way. Yeah. And so I thought that was like very interesting when I went through that financial course with her because she just brought to light, like she has a whole questionnaire of like financial questions that you should be asking you and your partner. And I'm like, oh man, I never, I never <laughs> thought never of like, this yeah. is so true. And people need to be talking about that. Mm -hmm. So I got chills when you just said it. What does money mean to you? Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to ask you that question. What does money mean to you? Oh man. So it, it, for me, it does mean a sense of stability and safety mm -hmm. and that I'm okay in life. Yeah. Um, I didn't always grow up with a lot of money and my mom moved around a lot mm -hmm. and um, she went from job to job and she didn't have an education so she wasn't getting always the best jobs. Mm -hmm. So education was so important to me. So I, I went and got an education because I knew that was going to help me financially. And then I just know that having savings account and having a retirement plan and planning for my future just gives me a peace of mind mm -hmm. it just helps me relax I know that I'm going to be taken care of and that and now that I, I can control it because before when you live with your parents you can't always control the situation so now that I'm an adult I really try to read up on like what what's the new trends and in investments mm -hmm. what what do I need to be retiring what, what are the new things so that I feel safe and secure mm -hmm. yeah I think for me because earlier I asked about investing mm -hmm. in yourself. And for me, I was talking to myself at the grocery store, right, mm -hmm. as usual. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, do I need to get this? Oh, I don't want to get this. Usually, like, when I'm spending something on myself, sometimes mm -hmm. I'll get guilty. Mm -hmm. You know, the mm -hmm. guilt. So it wasn't until recently that I started seeing money as more, like, as a tool that allows me experiences, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but it's hard for me going back and forth, like, oh, I don't deserve this. Oh, I don't need to spend this much on myself. Yeah. But when we just recently went to Colorado, I was just looking and I was like, wow, like this is expensive, like traveling is expensive, yes. doing things like skiing and snowboarding. Mm -hmm. It's expensive and like you have so much fun doing it and you're able to do a lot with money. Like it's a tool that provides you access to different things like going to events mm -hmm. and being able to go out with your friends for a night, being able to make memories with your family, going on trips. You know, that's yeah. a big thing for families, mm -hmm. especially. And I think shifting the mindset from money is evil, money is bad, you right. know, to like money is an incredible thing that allows you to do mm -hmm. amazing things. 
And when you're not worrying about it and stressing over if you have enough, you mm-hmm. can have the opportunity to do so much more. Right. Do you Have you found that in your own life? Back to the investing in yourself yeah. question, like being able to do certain things where it's like, wow, like this is incredible. I definitely feel like I struggled with that, and especially right after I graduated because mm-hmm. that's when I got my first, I would like to say, grown-up job. <laughs> and You were actually yeah, making, making you know, a, a larger income. And I'm so used to being on the budget and maybe not self-treating myself or not going on trips because, you know, I was on a budget. Mm -hmm. And so at first it was very an awkward, like, oh, I can go get my nails done. Or, oh, (laughs) yeah, I can go do this, you know. And I wasn't sure about it at first. And it it just got to be like, then I did it the first few times. I'm like, oh, I'm still okay. Nothing happened. You know, I didn't lose my house. I didn't lose my car. Nothing happened. I I treated myself and I'm still fine. Mm -hmm. It just got to be more comfortable with okay like I shouldn't like you said you shouldn't just always be about saving and it should be about the experiences in life and Mm -hmm. and making sure that you're individually happy too the one thing that helped me in the beginning when I was experiencing that was trying to find things that were fun and that gave me experiences that didn't cost money Mm -hmm. so like for my my boyfriend and I when we first started dating you know, who has money to go out to eat every single week and to go to a, a movie. It, it, it gets to be very costly. So then we started to come up with date ideas that didn't cost money, mm-hmm. where we were still you know, hanging out with each other and getting that experience and that, that wonderful feeling of, you know, being around each other without having to pay, you know, an arm and a leg to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I would say. If you have family members or you have, you're in a new relationship, or you just want those overall experiences, but you know you're still on a budget and you're trying to save and you have goals that you're trying to reach, just try to think outside the box on experiences that don't cost money. Yeah, I think a lot of people might feel trapped, as we were like mm-hmm. talking about earlier, when they're budgeting. They're like, well, now I can't go mm-hmm. just go to the movies when I want, or now I can't. But there's so many things on Pinterest, like yeah. creative date nights mm-hmm. or like fun family nights, yes. like popcorn movie night. And mm-hmm. that's not, like, you just have to be a little more intentional right about Mm -hmm. it you're not so restricted you can still be around community and be around people and you know build those relationships even without spending a ton of money yeah and planning it out like I definitely one thing that I did was to be close with my friends I would do craft night and Mm -hmm. I know that sounds super expensive when you say craft night but really we would get all the supplies from the Dollar Tree and we would just sit and spend time and craft something mm-hmm. together. And that barely cost us $20 a person, if that, maybe 10 You know, if you're going a little crazy, maybe 20 you know? <laughs> and, like, but, like, that's an experience that was out of the box. That, like, I got to spend time with my friends instead of just going to a restaurant or going yeah. and seeing them and having a drink or something. We got to spend quality time. We got to build something and keep it for a memory. Mm-hmm. And you can do the same thing with family. I know for like my birthday parties, I every year I do like a either fun game night or I do like a craft. Mm-hmm. And so I, I use the Dollar Tree or yeah. I come up with, I go to Pinterest and I go, okay, what are uh, family fun games that don't, you know, that doesn't, don't cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I print out the games and I get it all ready and we play those games. And it could be the same thing in a relationship. My boyfriend and I, we go to Ross or we'll go to Marshall's or one of those discount stores and they have board games for like 50% off. Normally at at Walmart, they're like 25 to 50 bucks for a board game and they're like 10, $5 at Ross. And we get, you know, Battleship Galactica or you know whatever it is like he loves the battleship one Mm -hmm. and like we play that together that costs five dollars versus 
what, 60 bucks going on a date night? Yeah. So, like, y- you know, or one time he went and got a bunch of little sandwich good stuff from the store, and he packed a picnic, and we went to the That's park. That's so sweet. Yeah. I know. I'm, so, I'm very lucky with him. <laughs> and we went to the park, and we had a day at the park, and we had our food, and it didn't, I know it didn't cost him more than $15 for all the ingredients, yeah. and we had a day at the park. Yeah. So, like, there are things that, like, yeah, you can feel like you're restricting yourself, but if it's really important to you and it's a goal, there's ways around where you still get experiences and you can still have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. That's very helpful too. I just have a few more questions. Mm-hmm. Circling back to your business aspect, okay. I know we talked about money and saving mm-hmm. money and budgeting and um, how to not feel restricted with money. And it's it's good that we're talking about these things just because yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people holding their breath when you mention the word money. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like... Uh, like let's not talk about this right now you know that's kind of the main Mm -hmm. consensus but what let's circle it back because this is like a podcast to help female entrepreneurs right or girls wanting to start a business so what's like the number one thing that you see young business owners do that Mm -hmm. maybe you wouldn't do or a mistake that they do what's something that you see business owners and this could be tie into uh, for individuals as well Mm -hmm. And I touched upon it a little bit earlier, but the biggest mistake is they're not looking at their bank statements. They're not reconciling their accounts. And reconciliation, for those of you who might not be familiar with that term, is that you're really sitting down and you're like, okay, I had XYZ income come in and I had uh, ABC expenses go out. And making sure that your credit card didn't charge you interest when they weren't supposed to or Mm -hmm. that a store didn't overcharge you. Or that somebody didn't steal your credit card and go buy something. <laughs> um, so the first, like the thing I tell my clients, like the first thing they need to do is start getting into their books and start looking at, okay, what's going in, what's going out, mm-hmm. or what's coming in, what's going out, sorry. And just like getting more familiar with the charges. And then the second thing is, I feel like sometimes they don't do enough research before they get into that industry. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to know who your competitors are, obviously. You're going to want to know the pricing points of your competitors. You're going to want to know statistically in your region how well that industry is doing. Um, And just doing a little more information and, and finding out how much investment do I need to start this company and how can I go get that investment. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like if, Sometimes um, they lack that four step before they go in and then they just lunge into a company and they're <laughs> like, oh man, um, I didn't realize all this. And then it takes them a little, they stumble a little longer because they didn't realize that all the, the cost of entry to, to do that business. Mm-hmm. So the, those are the two things I would say to concentrate if you're starting out and mm-hmm. or even if you just want to get to know a little bit more about your finances and what's going on with your company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First step, look at it and yeah. see what's going on and don't like, oh, well, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. acknowledge where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Be, and not be scared of it and be like, okay, well, this is what what you already did was what you already did. You can't go back. You can't change it. <laughs> so there's no point of like pointing the finger and blaming. Like I, I tried never doing that with my clients. Okay, well, where are we at? You know, and I try to do um, like different reports for them monthly. So mm-hmm. like what I like to do is um, I'll do a comparison and changes and expenses and income between two months. And then I'll do for the quarter. And I really try to give them, okay, well, can we reduce your spending in these areas or these things that we need? And in some cases you don't always, especially as a business owner, you might not always want to reduce your, um, expenses because those are all write-offs. But in some cases you you do because you you want to see that profit. And, Mm -hmm. uh, the big thing I see with small business owners is they're not paying themselves 
they're pretty much almost working for free. They're getting they're getting income in, and then because of their at cost of goods or what their normal expenses are, it, it it's at the same. So they're not making anything yet. So I think it ties into um, owning what you do and having the confidence and believing in what you do and like charging what you're worth and realizing that you do have the education or you do have the experience and people do want it and they will pay for that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like the beautiful part about what you do is you think about the things so other people can stay in their zone of genius. Yes. You help equip them with like the knowledge. Okay. This is, this is legal. That's a new law. You Mm -hmm. need to know about this. And so that way they spend less time like worrying about things they have no clue about Mm -hmm. and more time doing what they're good at. So you're able to empower them in that sense. So that's probably a big um, sense of relief for them too. Yes, a few of my clients have said that to me. Like they're so, especially after this first tax season that I got to be a part of, they were like, oh my gosh, you and the few people that I've been working with in town, like you've Mm -hmm. completely saved us. And like, we just really help them, especially with sales tax. Sales tax is so tricky. And, and some of them, like they weren't paying themselves or with some of their expenses. Now that I'm in there and I'm helping them monthly, I'm like, Hey, um, (laughs) that, that charge came up twice. Um, did the bank or did somebody like accidentally charge you twice? Like I'm starting to get used to what their expenses are. So now I can flag when there's something irregular, like, Oh, Hey, uh, pay attention. Like this is going on. Like what's Mm -hmm. going on with it? And, and so like, yeah, they do say it's a, they feel like a burden has been lifted off of them. And that kind of like ties me into like why I named my company Atlas. That was my next question. Yes. Yeah. Why did um, you name it Atlas? So there was two reasons, but <laughs> Atlas, Atlas Financial Solutions. So solutions is a very buzzy word instead of services. So that was why I went with that. Mm-hmm. And then financial, I just didn't want to be stuck to the word accounting or bookkeeping because I do have like I, my boyfriend, my long-term boyfriend, he is in finance and he works with the county and the finance department. And we're hoping one day we can expand to offer financial advising as well. So we just wanted what word consumes all of the entities, which is financial. Mm -hmm. And then Atlas. So I like Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. And so there was, there's a Greek God named Atlas who he, his punishment was to hold the world on the back of his, you know, shoulders or head. And he had to take that burden. So when I say that word, I lifting the burden, I was like, oh, well, how am I, I want to take that burden from other small businesses. So they're not always worried about that. And Atlas was like, okay, that going on the Greek mythology, like that, that's kind of like where I got that name. And mm-hmm. then it just so happens to be that my boyfriend Hassel, his favorite soccer team is Atlas from Mexico. No. So <laughs> it, I, when I came to him and I was he like, goes, that's great. Yeah. Oh, wait, he was so excited. I was like, Hey, I came like, I, I like, cause we did go through a lot of names and mm-hmm. I, my poor friends, I was texting them like crazy. I'm like, Hey, what about this name? What about this name? And they're like, Oh no, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this could work. And so finally I came up with Atlas cause I just wanted to convey to everybody that like hey let me take the burden off of you and I went to him and I was like yeah I think we're gonna do Atlas Financial Solutions he's like oh yep I love it it's okay like because I'm already obsessed. I'm already obsessed I already have all the gear that says Atlas on it yeah. and so um it definitely was something that was exciting for both of us and, it, and it's something that we can both bond and hopefully grow with I was a little scared when I did bring out the name into general public because I am just a one person operation right now and I do want to have people come to me and feel like it is I am helping other small businesses and I'm not too corporate and the name Mm -hmm. is very corporate but I mean that's where my goal is too I'm not going to become some big corporate company but I want you to feel like you're safe and you're partnering with somebody who knows so like yeah I could have went with something that was a little more like 
uh, small business friendly and had my name in it or something. But mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to convey to them that like, you know, there's potential growth in me too. And, and I want to have a staff one day that I can take on more small businesses to help more clients as well. And just help them, like I said, with taking that burden off of them. Yeah. So I hope that it conveys to them. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's He's like, I love this name. Oh yeah. He, he's so excited. He was <laughs> like, yep, hilarious. that's it. And so... Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) So we touched on at the beginning of this conversation, kind of like the networking and Mm -hmm. how you've been putting yourself out there. Are there any things like you want to add about networking in general or just any touch points that you've learned so far Mm -hmm. with starting your business? Networking, it is very difficult, especially because a lot of businesses are on Instagram. So that's the one thing that I've been struggling with as a new business owner because in my previous line of work, like they didn't concentrate on ads or social media. Mm-hmm. And most small businesses nowadays do have an Instagram or they're mm-hmm. on Facebook. And so that's the one way. And I always feel weird, like, you know, trying to DM them or trying to <laughs> like their stuff. Like, or am I coming off like too much? And, but that's the only way, especially with Instagram, that they even come up in your feed anymore. If you're not liking their stuff, then you don't see any of it. And mm-hmm. so I'm just trying to show support. And then I feel like it does give me somewhat of a tool, too, when I'm at a networking event. Because I can be like, oh, yes, I'm the one who's been commenting on your stuff. <laughs> I'm the one, you know, messaging you saying, like, oh, that looks so great and that looks so awesome. Or, like, hey, can I get some of that food? And, and I'm really <laughs> trying to, like, give back and, like, really purchase items from the local vendors here in town and Mm -hmm. especially a lot of the bakeries here like I've ordered so much I'm like oh man this is not going my (laughs) diet but like it's awesome because I'm helping them and then I'm I'm also you know getting putting a face to the name of the Instagram Mm -hmm. I know I got a a little um someone suggested because at first I had my logo as my uh, picture Mm -hmm. on my Instagram so it was like in my logo, and then the name Atlas Financial Solutions. So I wasn't getting a lot of followers that way. Mm-hmm. And I and they were like, well, maybe it's because, like, it's very corporate and they think it's just a business and mm-hmm. they don't they know it's an individual who's actually trying to participate in the community. Yeah. So they mentioned that, like, my handle name's already Atlas Financial Solutions CA. So why don't you put, like, in the bio your name instead of the business name and then put a picture of yourself. And actually in the last month I've seen that has improved. And they're like, oh, this isn't just some business. It is a person. (laughs) And then they actually will respond more to me now versus when I had just a logo. So just, like, little things like that I've been learning along the way. And, like, content has been, like, as you mentioned, no one wants to talk about money. Mm -hmm. So, like, what content can I share that's not going to scare my viewers away? Like, they don't want me to constantly be talking about taxes and sales tax and all the issues. So mm-hmm. like it's a it's a fine line of like getting giving them proper content that they need. So social media has definitely been something that I'm trying to utilize with networking, yeah. but also has been a struggle so far mm-hmm. that I have in the business. So yeah. awesome. So I want to acknowledge you before we close out. This is gonna be like me praising you for a minute. Oh. <laughs> like you guys, if you hadn't caught this, Amanda is super driven and motivated mm-hmm. and she literally started her business in January. So to be able to just like you've been running full force mm-hmm. and like confidence, it appears, you know, meeting people, going out of your way, seeing people intentionally. Yes. And I love how you're leading by caring about the community first mm-hmm. and going out of your way. Cause that's what you did for me. You went yeah. out of your way to start commenting on my Instagram and mm-hmm. like one photo, I was like, Oh, okay. Like, thanks random person. Second yeah. photo. I'm like, Oh, I think I've seen this name before. Third mm-hmm. photo that you commented and like, I'm like, okay, who is this person? Yeah. And that's how we got connected. Mm-hmm. So I think 
a lot of people when they're starting a business, they're not necessarily doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. But I think you've been really going full force and going, okay, I'm doing this now. And I understand I need to prioritize people because they are my community. That's how I run my business, you yeah. know? And it's not that you're like, it's, you don't have an ulterior motive, you know, you're doing it because you care about people. And just the fact that you're offering the free consultations, mm -hmm. you know, to get going and the fact that you're literally wanting to support community and support the businesses and buy the cookies, you know, yes. from the bakery, like you're, you have a good heart and you're intentionally you. going out there. So mm -hmm. whoever's listening, take note, if you want to start a business, you have to start by serving and adding value yes. and wanting to be their friend and being a good person to start with. So I think you've done a great job with that. Thank so you. that's awesome. <laughs> I, I think it's so true. And like, I, I volunteer for all my clients. I had a client recently who was in a bridal show and I was there 8am with her volunteering in you know, gym clothes, putting mm -hmm. her booth together. And I, like you said, it's serving. It's serving your community and serving your clients. You can't just be out for profit. You should be out to be bettering the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so if people want to find you, if they want to talk about money with you, if they want to hire you, where do they find you at? <laughs> Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a website. I've been told that I need to um, change it up a little bit. So uh, hopefully in the near future I can be doing that. It's a lot. It's a lot to manage all at once in, in the first three months. But yes, you can contact me via email, or you can get a hold of me on Instagram. And I think you'll can, we can post my email address mm -hmm. if they yeah, like. Yeah, I can put it in the show notes. Yeah, um, <laughs> and because it's very long, so if I say it right now, I'd be like, oh, I can't write that down. So, um, but yeah, and um, or if you see my networking event, just come up and say hi. And if you're already working with the CPA, you're already working with the bookkeeper still come say hi to me. I, I'm not going to poach you. I'm not going to try to take you from them. <laughs> I honestly want to help the community and be involved. And let's go for coffee or show me what your business. I would love to buy cookies from you or love to buy whatever you have. Like I just buy the macrame from Roots Co., mm -hmm. like the earrings. Shout out to Lauren. Yeah, like she's off. I, I, I specifically went to, it was the Rusty Root Show and I went there and I bought stuff from her. Like mm -hmm. I'm just here to support. So even if you were already working with somebody, I, I would still love to meet you. Still come say hi to me. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Money, 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 money. I hope you guys love, love, loved this episode. Amanda's really smart when it comes to finances. Maybe that's why she created her own business. No duh. This episode was jam-packed full of valuable nuggets and tips of wisdom. I honestly and genuinely hope this helps you create a budget in your life. Kind of ask yourself the questions like, do I feel guilty when I spend money? Or really understand your relationship better. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes for this podcast. How do you leave a review? Okay, right. So you go to the purple podcast app in your phone and you type in women for greatness podcast, click that. There's an option to leave a review. Those reviews mean so much to me. I love hearing your feedback. I love hearing the things that you like about the show and it helps me create better shows. Another reason why I love the reviews is if I'm having a rough day, if I feel like I'm nothing and this is not fun and I want to quit, the podcast reviews give me extra motivation to go, hey, other people are listening. This matters to other people. Don't give up. So that's a little silly reason, but I appreciate those reviews so much when I'm feeling a little down. Until we talk again, friends, this has been episode 41. And to you, my friend, my listener, I want to tell you, Keep on pursuing greatness in your own way. You are here on purpose and for a purpose. And I cannot wait 
to see what that translates into in your life. And I cannot wait to see what that looks like in everything that you will succeed. Okay, talk to you real soon. Bye.